Welcome back to A Sane Future. I'm your host, Rich Kahn. This week, we're going to take a look at a subject that is truly the scourge of the online world, misinformation. A recent opinion piece in the New York Times provides an excellent overview of the subject, as well as a roadmap for one way to confront it. In this essay by Charlie Warzel, he strongly makes the case that despite what we think is common sense, critical thinking isn't helping us in this critical battle against finding accurate content. Michael Caulfield, a digital literacy expert at Washington State University, says that now more than ever, people are hustling to get our attention by lying to us. His point of view is that there is so much false information coming at us with such frequency that it's no longer a fair fight for most of us average internet users. He goes on to say that from a young age, we're taught to evaluate what we see and read by thinking critically. Unfortunately, according to Caulfield, this skill is no longer useful in the craziness that is today's internet. He believes we must reimagine media literacy for an internet landscape that has basically gone to hell. No longer is it productive to spend any considerable time with content from an unfamiliar source. It's much better to just leave it alone and look elsewhere, a concept called lateral reading. In other words, visiting a suspect site and trying to understand the abhorrent rhetoric is a bad use of our time. You're more likely to misinterpret something because the purveyor is much better at propaganda than you are. You also just run the risk of being completely overwhelmed by the information. Caulfield's belief is that the goal of misinformation, or disinformation, is simply to get your attention. Critical thinking is deep attention. See the conundrum? In a world where the goal is to attract your attention, these conspiracy theorists, trolls, and clever hijackers of your gaze can easily take advantage of us and basically seize our focus. His answer? Change the way we educate folks about media literacy. We need to learn that our attention is an important resource that should be used carefully. He suggests a process based on the way fact-checkers gain information. He puts forth four simple processes. 1. Stop. 2. Investigate the source. 3. Find better coverage. 4. Trace claims, quotes, and media to the original content. He calls the process SIFT, or S-I-F-T. Here's an example he uses. Take an Instagram post by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in which he falsely says that there's a link between the human papillomavirus vaccine and cancer. Assuming you don't know a lot about the subject, stop for a moment and seek out the source. A quick Google search takes you to Wikipedia, which quickly shows you that Mr. Kennedy is a well-known anti-vaccine proponent and a conspiracy theorist. Thus, you'd be hard-pressed to believe that he's an unbiased expert when it comes to the safety or efficacy of vaccinations. This SIFT method and the attendant six hours of classwork has now been embraced by dozens of American universities. What's unique about SIFT is that it emphasizes quick decision-making. He believes a SIFT fact-check should take no more than 30 to 90 seconds. The underlying premise is that you'll make better decisions with less information than you will with more. Interesting, right? Caulfield points out that SIFT is not for everyone. It's really designed for the everyday news consumer, not someone who needs to do extensive academic research. 
Again, the goal is to constantly remind us that attention is extremely valuable. He goes on to say that the goal of SIFT is not to be the truth decider, but to have us always thinking about the value of our time and when it's essential to turn off the noise. Since the method is not really concerned about political viewpoints, students are more apt to give it a try. Caulfield is not naive. He feels that SIFT alone cannot stop the misinformation tsunami. Bad media literacy is part of a much bigger problem that includes guilty parties like politicians and other influential people. If these folks use their platforms to command our attention to provide false narratives and alternate reality theories, nothing, not even SIFT, can stem the tide. SIFT, however, can throw a monkey wrench into the situation by compelling us to use the attention time we save by repurposing it on issues we care about. As Charlie Warzel says, demand for our attention is at an all-time high, and we control supply. It's time we increased our price. Certainly sounds like a plan to me. Thanks for tuning in to A Sane Future. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. We can't do any of this without your support. Visit asanefuture.com and follow A Sane Future on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. This is Rich Khan. Thanks again for listening, and please arrive home safely.